Welcome to another episode of In the Mouth of the Wolf podcast, a program dedicated to the human-animal interaction, dogs, wolves, canine science, the ecosystem and environmental awareness. Whether you are a dog parent or caregiver, a dog worker, an animal lover or worker, an environmental friendly person or activist, this is the podcast for you. The program is brought to you by AEDC, Anthropology Education Dogs Canines, and here is your host, Marco Adda. I am a canine researcher, dog behavior consultant, animals advocate and rescuer, and I've helped thousands of people in setting up a wonderful relationship with their dogs and other animals. Today we discuss dog behavior and we see how it can be framed in many ways and it should be framed in many ways in order to grasp its complexity. This episode is sponsored by... Wait, wait, my team is telling me nobody has sponsored this episode yet? You can sponsor it retrospectively or you can sponsor upcoming episodes so to support our program. And you know what? You can also suggest us around what specific aspect you would like for more awareness to be created. If you are interested in the sponsoring program, just drop us a line to my personal email marcogerardoada at gmail.com and we will figure things out. Now, let's listen our intro and enjoy the episode. Let's cover here a broad range of behaviors that can relate to dogs, right? And we start from emotional behaviors. And this is not a case that I choose to start from here, because actually we need to remember that dogs are sentient beings, that are emotional animals, very emotional in some cases. And so emotional behaviors, which relate in general to uh, happiness and uh, or uh, sadness or uh, um, or um, anxiety and so on um, may happen to become problematic right so for example when a dog is too is is happy and is continuously happy is very good but it becomes if becomes too excited it may happen to 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 be out of control in certain situations and that may happen to become a behavioral issue right because it puts the dog for example in danger in some cases and so on or on the other spectrum 
uh, on the other side of the spectrum, we have emotional behaviors that relate to a low level of arousal, let's say when the mood is too low, as we can see in the picture here with this puppy dog that is pretty sad, you can, you can see by yourself that this dog is pretty sad in this moment, and so those behavior, of course, they are totally normal if, if they occur occasionally, but if they become repetitive, if, if, if they start to uh, become the, the core of the typical behavior of a dog, they may be um, expressing something that, presenting something that is not good in the life of, those, of that dog, something that it, it may turn into... Uh, an issue and that may turn in behaviors that we do not really want for the well-being of our dog, right? So this is a, an important uh, group of behaviors that I wanted to mention as first, together with those behaviors that are cognitive behavior. This is another important point that I want to highlight. Cognitive behavior relates to the cognition in general relates to the ability of our dogs to uh, reasoning, uh, the ability of dogs of remembering, so memory, uh, the ability of dogs of, um, of uh, understanding a few uh, problems and solving a few problems and so on. So the ability of dogs of the, the cognitive abilities of dogs, right? And I've been often contacted by people uh, because their dogs were not good enough about certain skills or maybe even just basic skills like throwing a ball and go to pick up the ball and not understanding that that's, that's a nice game. So people um, sometimes is over-concerned about the abilities of their dogs and in many cases, it's just a matter of dogs not really understanding what they need to do or simply because they don't have that type of intelligence, that type of proclivity. Maybe they are good at something else, right? So those two elements, emotional behaviors and those two groups, emotional behaviors and cognitive behaviors, are very much related not just to the dog personality and behavior, but really uh, and importantly to the type of input that they receive by the humans that live with them. And in terms of humans live with, living with dogs, of course, attachment, separation and related problems, related behaviors are uh, important too, because in many cases, um, our behavior as humans conditions dogs a lot in how do they perceive the world and how do they manage their own emotions. And again, we are again in, in, in the emotional area of dog's life. But in this case, we are in, on a particular um, aspects of emotion that, that, that part of the emotions relating to attachment and separation, meaning the need that those dogs, that some dogs may have to, of our presence to be happy or, or, or not feeling happy, right? So in many cases, uh, I mean, separation anxiety uh, is very common problem. And this is very typical, especially in those cases where 
people are very affectionate and search for a continuous for a continuous uh, engagement with their dog at the point that when those people are not around the dog perceive the world as something as unusual as something that problematic and happens to be uh, to to be problematic the life of that dog itself because it's so used to have that person around that um cannot cope without that person around right um following aggressive behavior of course uh that also relate to so many uh aspects of the life of the dog especially when those aggressive behavior happen to relate to territorial behaviors and uh, social behaviors uh basically i would say um something a core a aspect that we should mention when we talk about aggressive behaviors is that of socialization typically one of the main reasons why dogs become aggressive is that they miss part of their um of their interaction uh with other uh conspecifics with meaning with other dogs when they are puppy or when they are adolescents so adolescents so when they become adults because they have missed that part of education meaning spending time with their with other dogs they may develop some aggressive behavior another reasons why another reason why dogs may become aggressive is because we are tough with them and so because we may believe somebody may believe that dominance training or dominance attitude toward dogs may be a good tool to control the dog uh but ultimately what happened that you may even become um able to control the dog but but the dog then is gonna use the same approach to other dogs or to other people or even with kids so if we have an approach that is dominant we are actually creating a dog that is going to be dominant and probably aggressive towards others appetitive uh, behaviors also and elimination problems uh, this is another realm of behaviors dogs that have problem around food meaning they do not eat or they eat too much or 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 they do not uh, get where in the house or when they when when they they need to eliminate and so on this is another realm and lastly excessive behavior that are compulsive behaviors which may be the case of barking too much or or uh, uh, scratching dog, self scratching too much for a dog um, or uh, or other behavior that are compulsive that repeats so continuously that happened to become an issue so this is a general overview there are so many subgroups of those behaviors and of course you see that the situation is so complex and so articulated that uh that says us two things first we need to understand more as dog parents uh, about dog behavior um and as a dog trainers we need to improve a lot that the, the understanding about dogs uh in terms of behaviors going to the park observing dogs and this is an important point understanding about dogs not just in uh, situations that are considered to be an issue 
but in 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 a typical situation uh, in a typical setting a typical setting may be dogs playing in a park right or a typical setting may be more than one multiple dogs multiple individuals playing in a backyard for example that's a typical setting is not a problematic setting and that's the point where as parents and especially as dog trainers that want to specialize in behavior need to observe the dogs because that's the moment where we can learn a lot Here is your host, Marco Adda, and this is In the Mouth of the Wolf podcast. Please support this program by reviewing the podcast and subscribing to it, whatever platform you're using to listen. If you have the chance, let me know what you think of this episode, leaving a comment or writing to us directly to my personal email, marcogerardoadda at gmail.com. We are also happy to receive comments and suggestions for future episodes and if you wish to sponsor one or more episodes also get in touch and we will discuss that with great pleasure. We want for this podcast to also be a voice of the community for sure. Remember, metaphorically speaking, the mouth of the wolf is the safest place you may happen to be. Stay tuned, be foolish and alive. Stay wolfy.